Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hey guys, so today is letter eight, and I think this is my favorite letter yet. <laughs> it talks a lot about our relationship with God and going through pits. And this first part of it is talking about, you know, how the saying, two steps forward, one step back. This definitely goes into depth about why that happens in our life and how it's just a part of being human. So I'm going to read this to you. It's a lot of reading out of the book today, but it is so powerful and I'm just like mind blown at everything that it shares and how applicable it is. Letter eight. Humans are amphibians, half spirit and half animal. The enemy's determination to produce such a revolting hybrid was one of the things that determined our father to withdraw his support from him. So God making us humans is one of the reasons that the enemy wanted to pull away from God. Back to the reading. As spirits, they belong to the eternal world, but as animals, they inhibit time. This means that while their spirit can be directed to an eternal object, their bodies, their passions, and imaginations are in continual change, for to be in time means to change. Their nearest approach to to constancy, therefore, is indulation, which is the repeated return to a level from which they repeatedly fall back, a series of troughs and peaks. If you had watched your patient carefully, you would have seen this undulation in every department of his life, his interest in his work, his affection for his friends, his physical appetites all go up and down. As long as he lives on earth, periods of emotional and bodily richness and liveliness will alter with periods of numbness and poverty. The dryness and dullness through which your patient is now going are not as you fondly suppose your workmanship. They are merely a natural phenomenon which will do us no good unless you make good use of it. So it is natural for us to go through seasons of drought and peaks and it's natural for us to change and grow with time. It's all part of being human. It's also crazy that this next part talks about how God uses our darkest seasons to get to our souls. When you've hit your lowest, that's when you realize nothing matters if you don't have God. So I'm going to share more in the book about when they talk about that. Okay, so page 38. Now it may surprise you to learn that his efforts, God's efforts, to get permanent possession of a soul, he relies on troughs even more than on the peaks. Some of his special favorites have gone through longer and deeper troughs than anyone else. The reason is this. To us, a human is primarily food. Our aim is the absorption of its will into ours, the increase of our own area of selfhood at its expense. But the obedience which the enemy demands of men is quite a different thing. One must face the fact that all the talk about his love for men and his service being perfect freedom is not mere propaganda, but an appalling truth. He really does want to fill the universe with a lot of loathsome little replicas of himself. 
creatures whose life on a miniature scale will be qualitatively like his own, not because he, he has absorbed them, but because their wills freely conform to his. He wants servants who finally become sons. We want to suck in. He wants to give out. We are empty and would be filled. He is full and flows over. Our war aim is a war is a world in which our Father below has drawn all other beings into himself. The enemy wants a world full of beings united to him but still distinct. God wants us to be individuals. That's what that's saying. God wants us to have our own free wills and to conform to his freely, not to just be absorbed by the world and be like everyone else. It's just crazy like that God uses our troughs to bring us to him and that he wants us to freely come to him. That's why he gave us free will. Even though he has all power to do whatever he wants, he chooses to allow us to come to him on our own. I want to share a little bit about how this last year was super hard for my husband and I going through fertility stuff. I know I've mentioned it on my podcast in the last year that we've been trying to have a baby and it's been two years now and just in December we finally got some answers and we basically just have to keep waiting on God for a miracle and I know that he'll do a miracle and give us a baby but it's interesting that I'm reading this chapter now and realizing that the hardest troughs are when we get to know him the best, get to know God the best. At the end of 2020, I was pretty angry at God that he hadn't fulfilled his promise yet of us being parents. And then this past year, 2021, was really learning how to grow with God in it. And this past December, just you know, last month, was definitely one of the hardest months of my life, but my feelings towards God were I couldn't get through any of it without him. And it wasn't anger anymore. It was I knew he was right there with me, walking me through it and feeling the same emotions that I had because he created these emotions in me and I knew that he was catching every tear and he was right there with me. If he wasn't right by my side, I don't know that I would have came out of it still having hope. It's just I don't know how people get through things without God. I really don't. And this chapter shares so much about why he does what he does, why we go through the hardest seasons of our life and getting to know him through all those seasons is the key. Another thing that the book talked about that I just read, it said our aim, the demon's aim, is the absorption of our will as humans into theirs, the increase of their own area of selfhood at our expense. And I shared about it on a podcast episode called Authority, and it's one of my first episodes, but Chris Valentin talked in a message about how the devil has no authority because Jesus took it all when he rose from the grave, and we have that same authority when we have Jesus living in us. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He's given us the power to do that. And so any authority that the devil has is our authority and he's taking it from us but we're also letting him take it from us that's what their aim is this book literally says that you may be conscious or you may not be conscious of controlling your thoughts and learning how to decipher whether you're being deceived or not 
this book definitely helps to uncover that. As I keep reading these letters, we're going to keep learning the goals and what spiritual warfare is about. But it's just crazy that it says that like our aim is the absorption of the human's will into ours. So we can't let them control us. We can't let them do our thinking for us. You have to think for yourself. You have to know what you believe and take your authority back and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to obey God and I'm going to be in control of my life and my thoughts. And is this from God or is this from the devil really deciphering in your life? And if you don't have peace, know where to get that peace. It's from the Holy Spirit. So to continue about that, on page 38, it goes on to say, one must face the fact that all the talk about God's love for men and his service being perfect freedom is not mere propaganda, but an appalling truth. That is so mind-blowing that it says in this book, and we know it from the Bible, but it's the truth that God just wants love for us. He just wants to show us love and give us the freedom to choose him. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. And that is where the troughs come in. You must have wondered why the enemy does not make more use of his power to be sensibly present to human souls in any degree he chooses at any moment. But you now see that the irresistible and indisputable, which those are capitalized, it's describing God, are the two weapons which the very nature of his scheme forbids him to use. Merely to override a human will would be for him useless. He cannot ravish. He can only woo. God wants to woo us. And it's talking about that. So when when we get saved, God pulls us in. And we're like so on fire for him. We're all about God. And then he starts to withdraw some. And it's in this withdrawal that he really wants us to find him, to lean into him. That's when we can truly start growing our relationship with God. And it's not just a bunch of hype, but it's actually you get to start to learn him and to know him. And you learn how to hear his voice and you hear, you learn how to know when he's speaking to you and if it's him in a situation or not and how he's guiding you. It can't always be on this state of high. It has to be that you truly know him. It says on page 40, it is during such trough periods, much more than during the peak seasons, that it is growing into the sort of creature that God wants it to be. Hence the prayers offered in the state of dryness are those which please him best. We can drag our patients along by continual tempting because we design them only for the table, and the more their will is interfered with, the better. He wants them to learn to walk and must therefore take away his hand. And if only the will to walk in there, he is pleased even with their stumbles. Do not be deceived, Wormwood. Our cause is never more in danger than when a human no longer desires, but still intending to do our enemy's will, looks round upon a universe from which every trace of him seems to have vanished, and asks why he has been forsaken, and still obeys. Even when God is quiet, he's never left you. Even when we don't understand the troughs, he is waiting on us to draw near to him. I couldn't think of a more perfect description than David in Psalms. So in Psalms 13, he says, O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, 
O Lord my God, restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. David was in his lowest low in this chapter of Psalms. And even still, he obeyed God. Even still, he trusted and rejoiced because he knew God was going to rescue him. He didn't lose hope. And that is my message for you today. Don't lose hope. Even when David said, restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. God was right there on the long and he knew that. And he said, even still, I will rejoice. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Say that over yourself today, that no matter what you're going through, that he's never left you. He's right there and you can still walk with him. You can still choose to obey him. And then the enemy can't do anything to you. They're not controlling you because you know you're going to do the will of your father no matter what. Such a good letter. I love this one. And I hope that you have enjoyed it too and that you've gotten a lot out of this today. And I pray that if you're in a peak season or a trough season, that you will find a way to find God in all of it. So have a great day. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.